What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing great and having a wonderful day, wonderful weekend. Uh, those of you watching online, thanks so much for connecting with us. And so this is a new year, right? This is the second Sunday of a new year. And so I hope that you see that. I know many times we look at a new year and we're excited about it. We're looking forward. We have great anticipation. And I can't think of any year in my lifetime that we were looking forward to more than 2021. And so I hope that this is an incredible new year for you, for your family. I know we're excited about what God is doing in our church and what this new year will bring. And so we're launching out on a brand new series called Radical Love uh, over the course of these next several weeks. And so I hope that you get that. I hope that you understand the, the, the idea and the under, understanding of radical love and what that looks like. Because there is no doubt, as you look at our nation, as you look at our communities, as you look at us as a people, these are unprecedented times uh, that we have walked through over these last 10 months, these last several weeks. These, like, it doesn't matter. Anytime you look at over these recent, you know, the recent past, uh, it is unprecedented what we're walking through and what we're experiencing. And so now's the time for us as a church to rise up and stand up to proclaim the name of Jesus, to, to display his radical love that he showed for us, and to walk in that like never before. So what I want to do before I step into this message, into this sermon, and begin this series, I want to pause and I want to pray and ask that God would show up and speak through me and that we would see him and feel his spirit. So Lord God, we come before you. And Father, we just want to declare that we want you. We want you more than anything in our life. Lord, there's lots of things that we long for and desire and hope, but God, you have got to be number one. You have got to be primary. You have to be our, our most important focus, the main thing in our life. And so, Lord, I ask that you would pour out your spirit on us. God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you so much for our opportunity to honor him and serve him. Lord, thank you for your spirit that you put inside of us that we can live with and live in. Lord, I pray that you would lead us as people, that you would lead us as a church. Lord, that you would lead us as a nation. God, that you would show your power and authority like never before through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Anytime you're going to start a series called Radical Love, like it, it kind of raises the game a little bit, doesn't it? You're thinking, oh my gosh, like what does that mean? What does that look like? And so what I want to share with you is there is a lot that goes into this series and why we decided to preach this series and this message on this early, you know, one of the first Sundays in this new year. And so the, one of the reasons we did that is because for us as a church, one of the things that we've done over these last several months is we have established and edited our vision statement. So all of you probably are in a company or you work for a business, you have a mission statement or a vision statement or a purpose statement. And so for us as a church, we have the same thing. You know, we had one that, that we loved and, and our church has been established for over 10 years and it's the vision statement we had for that whole entire time and we loved it. We thought it was amazing for that period of time. And so now as we kind of move into a new phase of, of growth and, and expansion and, and, and like putting down roots in our community, we felt like it was really important for us to revisit our vision statement and what was going on. And so uh, we, we had many discussions with the lead team, with staff, with, you know, with a number of different people on what that looks like and how we can establish that. So anytime you know, you're in an organization and you change your vision statement, it's a very big deal. I don't know if you've been a part of that before, uh, but it's a very big deal to say, all right, where are we going? What's the direction? If you've ever driven in a boat, like you can drive around in circles if you want, but if you want to get to the place, that, to the spot that you're heading for, like you have to chart a course. And so for me as the lead pastor and for Nicole and I, as we pastor together, it was really important for us to establish the vision statement with the lead team and the staff. And, and, and so you understand what we're all about and where we want to go. 
And so I want to share with you the vision statement that we have established for this time and in moving forward as Grace Church. And so what it is, it's Grace Church exists to transform the Space Coast with the radical love of Jesus. And so I hope that you get that. I hope that's amazing. That's powerful. That's big. Like, that's what we're about. Our church, you and I, we exist to transform this community, the Space Coast, where God put us. We get to see rockets launch in the space, and everybody wishes they could be here. They drive here, and they watch it on, you know, on video, and we get to see it. We get to go to the beach and watch the rockets. So the Space Coast is where we are. This is where God has planted us. He's put us for this time you know, to, to make a difference. And it's with his radical love because Jesus showed and displayed radical love for you and I. And he calls us to do the same thing. And so in, in that new vision statement and, and that new chart and the, the, new, the new direction and, and course that, that we have, like I hope that you grab that. I hope that you grab a hold of that and adopt that as your own. And in fact, we have t-shirts and bracelets that we want to give to all of you. You know, As you leave this service or those of you that are part of us that are watching online, you know, we'd love to get one to you because you are part of us. This is us together. And I want to share with you a powerful couple of verses that where part of this came from. And this is in John 15, starting in verse 12. And Jesus declares this. He says, this is my commandment, that you would love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So let me ask you a question. What is the greatest example or display of love that you've ever seen? In your life. Like I understand like it'd be easy for us to, to follow Christ to say, well, Jesus dying on the cross. Yes, I get that. What else? Like what are, what are the greatest examples and displays of love that you've ever seen in your life? You know, many of us, we would say, well, like hugs and hugging our family and kissing them or, or opening, you know, the door for somebody or, you know, showing honor to your wife because you love her or you know, like helping those that are in need. You know, it's a great way to, to show love, and uh, certainly for, for us as a nation, those, uh, those that have served in our military and, and laid down their lives, I mean, literally, like, Jesus, I mean, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. That's the ultimate price. And so one way for a person to experience the radical love of Jesus is through another person. Isn't that so true? One of the ways that we get to experience God's love is by like, his love being shown towards us from another person. And so here's what I want to share with you. With this new vision statement and transforming the space coast with the radical love of Jesus, that means you and I are called to do something amazing. And so many times you know, we hear the statement, well, the church is not a building. The church is, is the group of people. And that is so true, isn't it? It's so true. Oftentimes, we, we put the church in a location and a spot with an address. But you and I are the church. And we're moving about. We're in the community. We're, we're, we have different spheres of influence time and time again. And so God is using us to show his love towards other people who know him in the church, you and I, like connected in Grace Church, and the people who don't yet know him. That, that is, that, like there is nothing greater that you and I could do in our lives than to display his radical love for us towards other people. And I want to, I really want you to grab a hold of this and adopt this because, you know, over the years of, of being the lead pastor in this church, I've talked to a number of different people, people in the community and people in our church. And, and oftentimes what they'll say is they'll say, will your church. And so what they're talking about is they're talking about me. They're like, this is my church. And here, 
Sometimes it's even people that are in the church. Like some people that, like it's people that are in Grace Church. Like you come, you're involved, like you would call this church your home. And they're talking to me, they'll say, well, your church. You know, and in my head, I just, I kind of wonder when they say that, do they feel like they're a part? You know, because when you say something is, is yours, like somebody else's, do, have they adopted it as their own? Do, do they claim it? And so what I want you to know and feel and experience is this is our church. Like, this isn't my church. Like, this is our church together. Because, you know, I'll meet people who love this church. You got, like, love, we love you. You love the church. You, like, there's so many people in the community that love, that love what God is doing through our church. And that may seem like a small thing. That may seem like semantics, and, and I get it, but you can tell when somebody's bought in, can't you? Well, if you're a business owner, you can tell when a staff person, an employee's bought into the vision of your business. You can tell, like, you, you can, you, like friends, family, like we know when somebody's involved in a conversation with us and they're fully engaged in what's going on. And so we're talking about loving Jesus, loving his people, full, like claiming this church as your own, where, where you're willing to give, where you're willing to serve, where you're really, quite honestly, willing to do anything that's necessary that God calls us to. Because the church is God's plan that he established on this earth through his son and the resurrection, through the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives that power to us to walk that out to live a radical life uh, for him. And, and I, just, I just wonder, you know, in this new year, like new perception, new purpose, new vision statement, I just wonder how many of us feel that way. Or we just kind of come to church because we feel like we're supposed to. And, and, and please understand, like I know some of you are new to Grace Church, and that's great. We're so glad that you're here. And, and you got to check us out for a little bit. Like I get it. I totally get it. You know, I, I understand that you have to make sure that, that it fits, and you got to make sure that our beliefs line up with Scripture, and they do. Uh, but, but here's the deal. I want to encourage you, don't stay an outsider. Uh, d- don't just stay a, an attender, or don't stay as a consumer as part of the church. Like, we didn't start this church uh, to, to have, you know, some time where some people can listen to some music and hear a motivational speech. Like, that's not what this church is all about. Uh, it, it is so much more than that. It is, is about worshiping the Lord and, and living that lifestyle in our community. And, and like if you haven't yet committed to, to Jesus or to Grace Church, like I just, I just wonder, you know, how long are you going to wait? If you haven't made Jesus number one in your life yet, why not? Like why haven't you taken that step forward? You, you know who he is. You've read about him. You've heard other people talk about it. You know that you need him. We're desperate for a savior for forgiveness in our life, for our shame and guilt to be removed. We're desperate for connection. And the connection that the Lord gives to us is the body of Christ, is the church. And no church is perfect. I mean, please don't think in getting connected with Grace Church that we're going we're gonna to meet all your needs and everything's going to be perfect because that's just not the case. No church ever will be perfect. But I'll tell you what, this church has a calling. This church has a purpose in this community. And man, I just, I just want to challenge you, encourage you to go all in with what God is doing and take some ownership uh, in this church because everything in our culture is about being served, isn't it? 
when you look at our culture and our community and the businesses that you own, customer service is so important, and I totally get it. And I love those of you that run companies with incredible customer service. But it is like this whole life, this is not about you and I. It is about us to serve others, to put others' needs before our own. And so I want to encourage you to get connected and stay connected. Because so much of our culture is about being served. It's about not getting too, com- it's not about getting too close. Uh, our culture is very comfortable with having shallow relationships. Isn't that true? So I, I dare you to sign up to lead a connection group or to, to be in a connection group and go a little bit deeper with the people that you're connected with us. Because like, this church is not a shallow church. We are about relationships. We are about going deeper in the Lord. We're about walking this out with what it looks like in, her, in, in his, light, his calling for our lives. And we're not about short term either. We're about long term. That's our perspective. So many times we get this short-term perspective about what's going on today, this week, this month. What can I get out of it? That's not the type of church that we are. We want spiritual transformation in the space coast through the radical love of Jesus. And that's challenging. That's a big deal. That, like, that's a big, audacious vision statement. And here's why I'm, I feel so just empowered the staff, the lead team, where we're willing to do this is because we feel like we've got a great church. We feel like, you know, to, to make small goals or have small vision would just really, we would miss it. We would miss the, the big things that God has for us. And so my challenge to you is what's your part? If we're going to make this bold declaration, what's your part? Because we're ecstatic about what God is doing in and through us as people and as a church. And there is no doubt uh, that, that one of the things that we are excited about is to have a resource, to have a building, to have a permanent facility. And so, I, you know, I shared online uh, just recently, we had this amazing opportunity to, to have the concrete poured for our new building, our new facility. We have some pictures uh, that we want to show you guys. Like, I don't know if you had a chance to swing by or stop by, but there were, there were over 30 concrete trucks that come and just dumping all that amazing concrete in there. So there's some great pictures of that and, and then moving it all around. And, and like, it was cool to watch. Like, I, I got to be honest, like, I, I, you, you feel emotional about it. You, you, like, I'm sitting there and I'm praying. I'm like, God, the concrete's amazing and I love it and it's incredible. And I want to put my hands in it and I want to step in it and I want to mess up what they're doing because I think, and I want to rub it on my face. Like I do, like I, it's so awesome, it's incredible. But as I sat there and I watched, I'm like, God, man, as every single like piece of water and pebble and you know concrete gets in there, God, would you infuse your Holy Spirit? Would you infuse like your presence in this concrete? It even gets me emotional right now talking about it because you know, in in like all the the physical things are great, like having a building, we're so excited about it. But man. It's just a resource. It's just a facility because here's the deal. If you and I aren't in it, if the people in our community don't come to it, it's just an empty shell with no people. Like the church is us. It's the people. It's us occupying that building. That is the most important thing. And we've got to recognize that. It's us here and now and the people that are yet to come. And so we have to have that type of vision and perspective. 
And so with this new vision statement and, and it being so audacious and big, what we've also done as a church, as the leadership of the church, is we've established what we call a thematic goal. And that's, that's from some different leadership books that we've read. You know, we, we always are learning and growing and expanding our leadership and being challenged. And so we developed a thematic goal for the, for the next 12 months. And what it is, it's to optimize on the momentum that a new building brings. I mean, it's, uh, like for me, that gets me excited, and I hope that it does to you, because if I said to you, hey, isn't it great that we're building a building? You would go, yeah, it's going to be awesome, and, you know, a place of our own, our own building. I'm like, yeah, so what can we do to optimize on that? And so that's our goal. We want all of us together to optimize on the momentum that a new building brings. I mean, that just, it gets me excited, and the only way, though, that, that, that we can achieve that goal is through you. Like, it's not through me. This is not my church. This is our church. The only way that we can fully optimize on the momentum that a new building brings, and it brings a lot of momentum, a lot of attention. I mean, we have city council people showing up and people calling and talking and, you know, people wanting to be involved in the project. And, and, and like, there's a lot of that going on. I, I hope that you understand that's a lot behind the scenes. But, man, people are excited about it in the community. I've been thanked multiple times. Thank you so much for for doing what you're doing and, and, and doing this building. Like, it's a big deal. Because here's the deal. In, in this time, like over these last 10 months, a lot of people have backed off on what they're investing in and what they're doing and waiting to see how things unfold. And our lead team decided, you know, 10, or, you know, 10 months ago to go, no, we're not going to stop. We're not going to wait. This is about Jesus doing something amazing in our church and in our community. So let's continue to push forward. And so we need every single one of you to be all in. Not just to say, hey, we've got a, a new building. Like, that's nice. It makes us feel good. No, but I'm talking about, like, where you look at people in your sphere of influence at work and in your family. And you go, man, yeah, we've got a great building, but I see something in you. Have you ever had somebody look you in the eye and tell you, I see something in you and it's impressive. I see the potential. I see God moving. I see God wants to do something in your life and through you. Have you ever had somebody say that to you? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Tell them, you know, t tell them about the new building. That's great. But then look them in the eye and, and tell them how important they are as a person. Because it's just a building if there's no people in it. And I want to tell you as your pastor, I see something in you. When I see you, when I see your face, when we pray for you. Like, I see what, what God is doing in the spirit realm. And so please understand something. Those of you that are, would, would say, like, you feel like you're a mature Christian or you've been a, a Christian for a long time, and you understand, please understand that as we take steps forward in the physical realm of having a new building, that there are steps and there is a battle taking place in the spiritual realm. Please understand that. That it's like we're celebrating the new building in the concrete, but I'll tell you what, there are things that are happening that the enemy is coming against us, trying to shut us down, trying to stop us, trying to prevent us, trying to beat us down. And here's the deal. He's not going to do it. Like he's not going to win because of Jesus and who he is. We're going to continue to take steps forward. And so please understand, like I see something in you and it's amazing and it's incredible. And I want to share a verse with you. And this might just be the verse that you take as your 2021 verse. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. It says, don't you realize that all of you together, 
all of us, every single one of us together that are connected, we are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you. Have you ever seen yourself as so valuable that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit? So Jesus is the foundation. Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the head of our church. But let me ask you a question. If you built a house, if you signed a contract with a builder, and they only put in the foundation <laughs> and didn't put up any walls or you know, like no, no, no plumbing or no roof. Or <laughs> and if you had a building that was just a foundation and it was yours, wouldn't you be a little bit disappointed? I mean, you're like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Where, where's my master bedroom? Where's my two-sink you know, bathroom here that, that I was hoping that, that we would have? You know, where's all the nice things and the carpet and stuff that, that you were supposed, like, we signed a contract that you, well, we decided just to put the foundation. And so you're not pleased with just a slab of concrete, are you? And so here's what I want to challenge you with. God wants to build on the foundation of your life that he has established. It is time for us to go vertical. It is time for us to worship him and to go after him more than ever before. Because he's established something significant inside of you. And there's more than just the foundation. To drive this home a little bit more, let me ask you a simple question. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? I mean, you're like me. We look in the mirror, one, to make sure our hair is straight and okay if we have hair. Uh, we, to make sure there's nothing on our face, you know, the jelly from our, from our donut that we had or the powder. Where we look at our eyes, right? We, we look at our skin and our teeth to make sure. That's, that's what we do. But when God looks at us, what does he see? And that's a simple question. And we've had that question asked before. And you maybe even have thought about that. But he doesn't see the blemish on our cheek. He doesn't see that. Uh, he sees a son. He sees a daughter that he loves, that he is so proud of, and that he just wraps his arm around us and he draws us in. He sees the gifts and the talents that he's put inside of you. He sees the power of the Holy Spirit. That, that he just, he wants it to explode like dynamite inside of you, that it would come out. And he sees what he could do with us and through us. And so I, I have a couple of points that I want to share with you in this message. And the first one is, it's a question. Am I building my life on Christ? Because if I said we, had a, we have a foundation in Christ, you all would go, yes, I get it. So are you building are you building your life in Christ? Um, I don't know if any of you like to people watch. Uh, my wife loves to people watch. I, I people watch with her. I like to watch people. Uh, you know, we'll look at people's shoes that they're wearing so we can stay in style. We'll look at, look at their clothes that they wear. Uh, I love to watch people's mannerisms. Like, I'm, I'm kind of into that stuff to, to watch how they respond to certain situations and the things that they say. Uh, and sometimes I, I have to admit, please forgive me, but... I actually like to watch people that make a scene. Uh, people, like, if, if you're one of those people, like, I love you, but, like, you're a traveling circus. So, like, I love to watch that. I love to watch that and just kind of, I'm like, oh, my gosh, let's see how this unfolds. This is good. Like, this is really, really good. 
And so it, it just, it's, it's so interesting to me. But here's the deal. Here's why I talk about that. Because I, I know I asked the question, am I building a life on Christ? And then I talk about people watching because it's a lot easier for us to watch other people than to look at our own lives. It's a lot easier, you know, to, for us to do that, to look at ourselves. It's, and it's easier to criticize the, the things that other people are doing, what they're saying, what they're posting, what, how they're communicating, than looking at our own lives and how we are living and how we're building our lives in Christ. I hope I can say that to you with all love and sincerity. Um, in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, uh, great verse. It says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you've heard that where it's like, I've crucified myself. I'm dying to myself. So now, Lord, what is it that I'm supposed to do? And so many people that I talk to, they get hung up on the what's next on the building stuff, on the what's my action, Lord, what's your will? We go, oh, I'm dying to Christ and I want to live for him. Okay, so then let's walk that out because so many times we overcomplicate that. God is going, it's really not that hard. Pursue after me and I will unfold for you what I have for you. It's one of our favorite verses. It's Proverbs 3, 5, like trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge him and he will do what? He will order our steps. He will make our path straight. Man, what, what, what would it look like if we, just, if we did that with passion and with radical love and, and stop worrying about what if I do the wrong thing? Like stop allowing the, the fear of failure in the future to, to paralyze you. I mean, it, what, because when we do that, it, it puts, us, puts ourselves in a, in a place of stagnation, a, a place of, of complacency where we're so afraid to walk this out and live it out that we just kind of stay where we are. And so don't let the fear of the future paralyze you, but let the power of the Holy Spirit work through you in your life, in your, at your work, in your marriage, in your parenting. So one of the things that I have noticed is... Um, as people get older and older, they care a lot less about what other people think. Uh, now, for those of you that are more mature in years, like you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm getting there. I, 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 I'm, I, I am what I would call middle-aged, so I still care a little bit. Uh, but, but I have friends that are a little bit older and parents and stuff, and, and like, they, they just they don't care. They care a lot less about what other people think. And man... So I'm going to say this out loud. And right now my wife's heart just like jumped out of her chest like, oh my God, what's he going to say now? So because I love you and because I know God's calling in my life to lead this church in this community, if you are looking for a church that is going to sugarcoat things or to make you feel good about yourself and where you are, uh, this is probably not the church for you. This type of church is, I'm glad that you're here, I'm glad you're watching online, but we actually believe that we can truly make a difference. And I know that this, 
I know that's hard to grasp sometimes. We go, man, it's so big, it's so bold. And so if you really, truly feel like you have a purpose and a calling, this is the church for you. Uh, if you don't yet know Christ, we're so glad you're here because God has put something inside of us that's amazing. And here's the deal, like I see it. I see it inside of you. I see it in your eyes when I look at you. I see what God has put inside of you. But the only way to accomplish that, that full potential is to continue to build our life in Christ. And so if you were a business owner, and I know many of you are, if I asked, would you rather have 300 employees that don't care about your company and do nothing, or would you have, rather have 30 that are passionate and are willing to do whatever it takes to see the business become successful, and they would do anything, which would you rather have? Every single business owner would go, I'd rather take 30 that are passionate and are willing to do anything to see things move forward. Because I can do more with 30 that'll do something than 300 that'll do nothing. And so when we build our life in Christ, we are active and moving and advancing. And God will do amazing things as we're building our life in him. And the second thing I want to share with you, second question really, is am I building my family on Christ? And this comes from Joshua 24, 15. It says, choose today whom you will serve. But as for me and my family... We will serve the Lord. And so I took that verse and I took a few parts and put it together. And this is, this is a pretty popular verse. You know, many of us have read this before. And we actually have a picture of this in our family room. Uh, it's up on the wall. But here's the deal. It's not just a picture for us. It's not a decoration. It's a declaration for us in the Olinsky family. That we, we have made that choice to follow the Lord. And so we need to be intentional about what that looks like. And if you're a single person... You're a family. You may be a family of one, but you're still a family. And so you choose. If you're a teenager or a college student, you know, and, and like you, you get to establish. You get to choose. You might just be by yourself right now, and, and who knows what the future has, but you still choose today whom you're going to serve. And so for us, like in our family, we, we choose to follow the Lord, and that's our house, and that's this church, and, and that's how we lead. And, and we certainly encourage our sons you know, to, to read scripture and to pray. And I, I mean, most of all, like we encourage them to have their own personal relationship with the Lord. Like we tell them, like your relationship with Jesus doesn't come through me just because I'm a pastor. Like it doesn't work like that. You have to have that connection. And so we encourage them to do certain things. We force them to do certain things. Like we have prayer before dinner as a family. Uh, we, we, we force them to attend church. I mean, my, right? We're, we're normal people, normal families. Sometimes we wake up on a Sunday and it's like, man, I'd rather just kind of stay in bed. And sleep. Like, so we do force them to attend and to serve in church. That's part of the deal. Uh, small side note, if I may, uh, please be praying for me and my family, my kids, my sons. It's not always easy uh, to, to be willing to make a, a bold declaration, to take a step and, and to build a church in, in, in a community and really want to make a difference. It's not always easy in our marriage, and our personal lives with our kids, like it's, it's not, uh, we're not perfect, we make plenty of mistakes, but man, um, I, I want to be a better dad, like, so I, I make this point in that are we leading our family, you know, to build a foundation on Christ, because I need it too, because there's plenty of nights when I put my youngest to bed, and I, like, I don't want to pray over him, I just want to go and watch TV and go to bed, like, just being honest, if that's okay, if I can be that transparent. But man, I just, 
it just grips me because we could have the best vision statement. We could have the best vision statement of all the churches on all the planet. We could have the best core values that we adopt and grab a hold of. But if our families are not building on the foundation of Christ, it's just words. It's just empty. It's hollow. So I want to encourage you with that. Because one of the things that scares me, and, and like I've been in ministry for over 20 years, one of the things that always scares me are, are families that seem like they have it all together on the outside. I, the, because oftentimes they don't, and we know that, but they want to portray that. And so I hope it's okay. I've already stepped on your toes a little bit, so let me step on them again. Um, what if we all decided today and made a bold declaration to love with a radical type of love that Jesus showed? What if we decide to do that with our boss, with our coworkers that we don't like that are fighting for our job? Uh, what if we decided to do that with our spouse, with our kids and our family, with our roommate, with our friends? with our community, what would it look like if a group of people became so passionate that they were willing to do anything to see a vision accomplished for the Lord? I think it would look amazing. And I, I think like, I, can't you just see God looking down on you and I as part of Grace Church, this body of Christ that he has he established, and go, man, I see what they can do. And, and like, can't you just kind of see him breathing his Holy Spirit and be like, let's do this. Watch this. And him opening up doors and seeing lives changed and marriages restored and, and, and lost people found. And like, I mean, it just would be amazing. And, and so we know this. Like, I say this out loud and you're like, gosh, that's a big deal. That's so audacious. But here, here's, here's, here's why this is such a big deal. Loving Jesus, loving Jesus won't put you into uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfortable circumstances. Loving Jesus is wonderful. It's great and amazing, and I want that for you. But just loving him, having that foundation, won't put you in circumstances where you're not sure what to do. But living for Jesus will. Living for Jesus will challenge you to the nth degree. I tell people all the time when I'm talking about Jesus and I'm sharing the good news of Christ, I'm like, hey, like beginning this relationship with Jesus is one of the easiest decisions that you'll ever make. This man, the Son of God, died for you. He laid down his life. He rose again so that you and I could have e eternal life with, with the Father in heaven, have our sins forgiven. Like that's the easy part. Now moving forward, day two and beyond, that's the work. That's the hard part. So loving Jesus won't put you in an uncomfortable situation, but living for him absolutely will. It will be, and, you, and I hope each and every moment of every day you will become more and more dependent on him and his spirit. Because so many times you have heard messages like this. You have. You've given speeches like this. If you're a business owner, you're trying to rally your team, rally your employees, like, let's do this. Many times we've done this, and, all, and we go, I just don't know. 
there's a, there's a seed of doubt in our mind, in our heart. Right now, some of you are even feeling that. I'm certain of it. With a crowd this big, with as many people that are connected to our church, you know, in person and online, I'm sure some of you are going, wow, that's great, like, but I don't know. Like, I don't know about it. Because um, so many times in our head we go, I would love to, but I just don't feel like I can make a difference. If you do nothing, you absolutely won't make a difference. If you're unwilling to take this step and move forward, there's nothing that will happen. But so many times we feel like we're so insignificant and we're so small. And so recently I I read a quote, um, and I don't do a lot of quotes, but I like this one. It, It totally makes sense. Where the quote said that my life is like a drop in the ocean. Isn't that so true? Don't you care? My life is a drop in the ocean. But what is the ocean if not a multitude of drops? And like I read that and I went, wow, like that's me. Sometimes I, you know, I wish I was a cup of water like in the ocean, but, but so, like I'm, I'm just a drop and you're just a drop. But all of us together, like that's something significant. That's something to watch and, and to be aware of. And so together we are called to something bigger than just ourselves. And we can do that through the Lord and, and what he does. And that's amazing and that's powerful. And, and so I just want to encourage you, like with what God is doing in our church and through us, to grab a hold of this because it's going to be exciting. I know last year was tough. And I know even like this year in our nation, there's a lot of tough things that are going on. It's unprecedented. Like that, that word has continued to ring, to ring like a bell to be so true. But if, if your 2020 was tough and you're looking kind of for a new beginning, for 2021, and you're going, it's got to be better than last year. I have another theme verse for you. It's a couple of verses, and I want you to put these to memory, and you continue to speak these out every day. Maybe you write it on an index card, and you put it on your steering wheel so you could read it every single day while you drive to work, or maybe on your computer screen when you, when you type your password to, to get in a Zoom meeting, like a, wherever you're at with your work. So this is Isaiah 43, starting in verse 18. It says, this is 2020. Are you ready? But forget all that. Forget 2020. Like, forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Can you feel that? Like, God has already begun in us. Do you not see it? It will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And so let's build our lives on the foundation of Christ, on this radical love that he established for us. Let's build our families, our marriages, our workplace on him and his foundation and what he's called for us. Something so significant. So if you guys could do me a favor, every single one of us together, let's go ahead and stand while we close in prayer. And let's pray for this boldness, this amazing thing. For God to do it. So in your own way, like, let's go before God and let's honor him. God, we praise you. God, we glorify you. Lord, we pray. We know we can talk to you. We know we can communicate with you and we love it. And so God, thank you so much for your scripture that you speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Lord, we receive it right now. God, we love you with all of our heart. We ask that you would pour out your spirit in us. Because Lord, it's, it's wonderful to make these New Year's resolutions and bold declarations and new vision statements but God it's just it's nothing without you and we just want to fully acknowledge that and so Lord I pray that you would breathe your Holy Spirit in us right now Lord that it would be like an unquenchable fire 
that even just the greatest amount of water would not quench that fire burning inside of us, that you would do something, that you would bring healing and restoration in our lives, that you would heal our marriages and bring reconciliation. Those in our family, that our family relationships are fragmented and broken and hurting. Would you bring the restoration? Lord, you're doing a new thing. You've already begun it in our businesses. Lord, I pray especially for the businesses of our church and our community that have struggled over these last 10 months and they're not sure, they're uncertain of what the future holds. God, would you do something miraculous through your, through your provision in only the way that you can. Lord, I pray for innovation. I pray for invention. I pray for you to just be weaved into our conversations, into our staff meetings, into our projects, into the things that we work for, Lord, in our video chats, good Lord, that your presence would be on our lips, on our mind, and in our heart like never before. And Father, I pray for our community as we transform with radical love, that it wouldn't be something that we contrive on our own, but that it would be from you, by you, because of you. You are so powerful. Lord, I pray for those that don't yet know you to find you, for us to be the ones be the catalyst, to be the one that instigates a conversation and encourages and shows the love. Lord, you're powerful. Lord, I pray for our church in this 2021. Lord, what does it look like? God, and I know it's amazing because it's what you have. It's, it's the answer. It's the solution because of Jesus and who he is. Jesus, would you continue to be the cornerstone of our building? Lord, as it continues, as that foundation in the concrete cures and we start to go vertical, Lord. We, we would just we don't want to just go vertical physically, but we want that spiritually as well. Lord, that lives would be changed and transformed. For you, for your kingdom, for your glory. Lord, we love you so much. We need you. More now than ever before, would you do a new thing? In Jesus' name. Amen.